The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Maybe just started coming to church like a couple of months ago. I don't think Dr. Glenn needs an introduction. He's been ministering here for years now. Very, very dear friend of our father, Dr. K, and of this house and this church. Of all the churches in Lagos and in Nigeria could have hosted this Excel conference, he chose us. And we had such a blessed time Thursday to yesterday night. Such a powerful time. So with expectation in our hearts and with faith that is ready to take. Remember what he taught us the last time? Aggressive, bold faith. Come on, let's welcome God's servant, God's gift to us this morning. All the way from Louisville, Kentucky, USA, Dr. Glenn Arecchio. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory be to God. in God's presence. Thank you, choir. An awesome job you've done. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Well, I want to give honor to whom honor is due. I want to thank Pastor Tunde Akinyemi. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for him. If you're going to clap, clap. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to, he says I could have hosted anywhere else, but if, if it wasn't for him, this convention would not have happened. Right? This is a great man. So I want to publicly honor you and thank you. For what you've done for me. As you have, as you have opened door for me, may God open doors for you. As you have been favorable towards me, May the favor of God be over your life. May everywhere you go, that your feet will be celebrated. I bless your coming in and I bless your going out. I bless your family. I bless your children. I bless your ministry. You will spend the days of your life laughing. Amen. And I pray that great honor will be conferred upon you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I also want to thank the first lady of this house. Praise God. Amen. You know, they said beside every great man stands a surprise mother-in-law. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But we honor. Let's, let's give them one more time a handshake. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's put our hands together for them. Hallelujah. So thank you, sir. Amen. How many of you, uh, you may be seated. How many of you were here when Dr. Roberts ministered at least once in the service? Amen. Amen. Did you, that, that Friday morning, that Friday morning, if you did not get imparted, then your wood is wet. Hallelujah. But that was good stuff. Amen. We give God praise. We, now, next year we have somebody else lining up, and I can't tell you about it right now, but it's going to be mind-blowing. Praise God. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. 
Thank you once again. Praise God. Amen. Well, this is not my first time in Nigeria. This is my 106th time in Nigeria. I deserve a green passport. I should be made an honorary chief in this country. So my name is no longer Chinedu, but Chief Chinedu. Amen. You're working on it, right? And, and, and um, I've been coming here for years. I've told you I was married. Some of you did not believe I was married. Some of you thought I was confessing my wife into existence. But for the first time in Nigeria, my wife, Rosanna, is here with me. Amen. We have been married for 28 years. I met her when I was 17 years old, married her when I was 20 years old, when we were 20 years old. Now, I know in Nigeria, don't get married when you're 20. <laughs> but he that finds a wife, I found her when I was 17. Amen? I told her yesterday, and I tell her again, all, the very first time I met her, I loved her. And haven't changed my feelings. Still the same. Amen? Thank you. You may be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Now, she's nothing like me. She's quiet. Okay, me, I got a big mouth. Hmm? She is British to the core. All right? Mama Italian, father English or Italian English. She, she has more of the English side than she does the Italian side. Except when she's talking to you, her hands is like this. So when we first got married, she kept talking to me. I said, put your hands down. Put your, put your hands down. You don't talk with your hands. You talk with your mouth. God gave you a mouth to talk, not your hands. Now me, when I'm talking, I'm talking. She said, she says, put your voice down. I said, I'm not shouting. That's how I talk. That's how African people talk. When we talk... We have a voice. Hmm? Even when we say, hello, we will cast the devil out. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Well, very quickly this morning, I've brought some books here which I want you to get. Now, the reason why I want you to get this is for several reasons. Number one, you'll be investing in yourself. Because Daniel says, I understood by the books. So books gives you understanding. Amen. And you'll be the number one investor in yourself when you buy books. Secondly, when you buy these books, you will be helping me to go around the world to preach the gospel. We are on national television in America. We are on national television all over Europe, specifically in England twice a week. And we are on television here twice a week on Faith Africa. Okay? We are on here every Wednesday and every Thursday. Now, I would like to stretch that to make it from Monday to Friday. Are you hearing me say? So when you buy these books, you're helping me to do that, to go around the world to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Now, this is my two latest books. You don't have it here. I brought it here. 101 Explosive Benefits of Fasting. Fasting will change your life forever. Fasting is the inducing of your, will induce the birth and the safe delivery of your destiny. 
When things are being delayed, you fast and you break that spirit of delay. Say amen, saints. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the speedy delivery of your destiny. Somebody say amen. amen. When I don't believe in fasting, what Jesus did, Paul did, as they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. So fasting opens you up to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Say amen, saints. Amen. Now, this book, I'm going to tell you about its price to me, it's 5,000 naira. This one here is called Provoking Exploits. You don't have a copy of that. This book will bless your life. You have, right? But others, you have. That's because you came and bought it, right? <laughs> Provoking Exploits through the force of imposing aggressive faith. I'm telling you, you need to get a copy of this book. It will change your life forever. Amen? Now, that's 4,000 naira. But today, say everybody say today. Today, today oh. It's a brand new day. Now, how much is this one? How much is this one? All the other books are 4,000, right? Like this one here, the Holy Spirit, the supernatural in you is 4,000. Seven ways to increase your anointing is 4,000. Uh, the virtues of a strong spirit is 4,000, right? But especially for today. I did it yesterday, but for today. This is the only church I'm going to do this. I will not do this anywhere else. I was in Daystar last week, they paid full price. I was in Guiding Light Assembly last week, they paid full price. But because you've been nice to me, <laughs> I will be nice to you. Every book today will be 2,000 naira each. You like that deal? Let me give you an even better deal. If you buy three books, it'll be three for 5,000 naira. Now, just this book alone in America is $20. Now, what is $20 in Naira? $7,000, right? But you're getting three books for 5000 Naira. Now, if you buy one, it's two. If you buy three, all right? So please get yourself a copy, these three copies of this book, and you will be blessed. Say amen, saints. All right. Are we ready for the word this morning? Lift up your voice. Say, I'm ready for the word. Glory be to God. All right. Also, I want to thank my, I'm going to thank him myself, but I thank Pastor Kay for allowing me to do this here. Amen. Praise God. And for being so gracious and being so kind towards me. Praise the Lord. All right, open your Bible with me, please, to the book of Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, please. And I, I want you to follow me here this morning. I'm going to take you on a little trip and a little journey in the scriptures that I want you to follow. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and verse 17. And there are some words that I would like for you to pay attention to. It says, and Jesus when he was baptized, Matthew 3, 16, 17, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, now everybody read now, and lo, what happened? Now, the heavens was what? Now, notice in your Bible, the heavens. So circle the word heavens. Now, everybody say heavens. Now, if I say heavens, is that singular or is that plural? So it's plural, right? The heavens was 
were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Next verse, please. Look what it says here. And lo, everybody read now. And lo, a voice from what? Is that singular or plural? But let's, go, let's back up to verse 16 again. Let's back up to verse 16. It says, and when Jesus was baptized and went up straight away out of the water, what happened? Lo, the heavens were open. Right? Can you see that? They were open unto him. Then come down to verse 17. And there came a voice from heaven. So we have the heavens and then we have the heaven. You cannot access the voice from heaven, heaven, where God is, until the heavens are open. Are you listening to me? All right, now let me show you another. So I want you to pay attention to that, the heavens and heaven. Now let's go to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 9 and verse 11. You will see the same thing being repeated over and over again. Now here's one thing about studying the Bible. Whenever you see something being repeated over and over again, it's because God is trying to arrest your attention. He's trying to get you to understand something. Because repetition is the mother of learning. Did you hear what I said? Repetition is the mother of learning. Amen. Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing. Is that correct? All right. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 1, verse 9 till verse 11. Let's all read together, please. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straight away coming up out of the water, he saw... Singular or plural? The heavens open, and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him, and there came a voice from heaven. Singular, right? All right, let's go to Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and verse 22. And once again, look at the, look at the differentiation, heavens and then heaven. Amen? Now, let's go to Luke, the third chapter. Glory to God forevermore. And look at verse 21 and 22. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying. Everybody say praying. praying. Then what happened next? The heaven was open. Lift up your hands. Say, when I pray, when I pray the heaven will open. Yes, say it again. When I pray, when I pray the heaven will open. Oh, I prophesy that the next half of this year, that the heaven will be open over your life. It says the heaven was open. And let's, let's keep on reading, please. And what does this say? The heaven was open. And the spirit, like a dove, upon him. Amen. And let's go that, look at verse 22 again, please. Verse 22. What happened here? And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape. Oh, when the heaven is open over your life, your miracle will descend in bodily shape. So I'm trying to tell you right now that house that is in the spirit that you've been believing God for and the photograph of that house that you have put on the top of your fridge is about to be manifested. Oh, your amen is too weak this morning. That house is about to take bodily shape. 
Let me prophesy on your life this morning. No longer will you put the photograph of the house on your fridge, but you will put the fridge in the house. You will put the car in the garage. Lift up your hand and say, I receive that. Amen. This year, you will walk on properties. Oh, it's your, your amen. Come on, you got to hook up your faith on that. God will give you land in your hand this year. Lift up that hand say, I receive that. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. Oh, when the heaven is open, there will be the outpouring of the Holy Spirit over your life, over your church, over your ministry, over your city, and over your nation. Make King's Word receive an outpouring and a downpour of the Holy Ghost. Say amen, somebody. The heavens and heaven. Now, go to John, the first chapter. John chapter 1 and verse 32. John chapter 1 and verse 32. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. John chapter 1. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, say glory to God. Say this year, the heaven will be open over my life. John chapter 1, verse 32, what does the Bible says? Somebody read for me verse 32. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. All right, now, now, come down to verse uh, 40. Uh, let's go to 40, verse 46. You know, he's having a conversation here. With Nathaniel. And Nathaniel says, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Right? Now look in your Bible, please. Verse 46. Uh, <clears throat> let's read verse, uh, verse 47. And Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathaniel said unto him, From whence knowest thou me? Jesus said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, that when thou wast under a fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said to, unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Now, everybody look at verse 50, please. Look at verse 50 and verse 51. Jesus said to him, let's all read together now, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, you believe. Thou shalt see greater things than this. Let that be your prophecy this morning. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I will see greater things. And why will you see greater things? He says, and he said to him, verily I say unto thee, amen, hereafter you shall see what? The heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Oh, when the heaven is open over you, angels will ascend and descend. Look at what it didn't say. It didn't say they will descend and then they will ascend. It didn't say that. Are you hearing me? But they will do what? Ascend and descend. Why? Because they are sent from earth. And they are sent to heaven to bring down your house, to bring down your miracles. And when they descend, you shall see greater things. 
I said you will see greater things. Whatever car that you've been driving up to now, before the year is over, you will have a greater car. Wherever you have been living today and you may enjoy it. But the Bible tells you enlarge the place of your tent. The next house that God takes you into. The biggest house that you've got. The biggest room that you have in your house today with the biggest curtain will not be big enough for the next kitchen that God gives you. Lift up your hands say I receive that. Lift up your hands and the heavens over me are open. Angels are ascending and descending. I will see greater things. Oh, you got to say like you've got faith today. I will see greater things. I will see greater things. You will see greater money. You will see greater favor. You will see greater blessing. You will see greater miracles. Lift up your hands and say, I receive that. Thank you, Jesus. Is anybody here ready to see greater things? So we've got to understand about the heavens and heaven. Now, go with me, please, to the book of Acts, the seventh chapter. You will see this all over the Bible. I'm going to talk to you today, talk to you today about keys to opening the heavens over your life. Now, Stephen saw beyond the heavens and went straight into the heaven where God is. Look at Acts the seventh chapter, please. Acts chapter seven, verse fifty-five and verse fifty-six. I want everybody to look in your Bible and begin to read these verses. Ready? One to go. But he. You can put it on the screen. Acts chapter 7, 55 and verse 56. Everybody read now. But he being full of the Holy Ghost. Now say, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Looked up where? Steadfastly into what? And saw the glory of God. Oh, when you see to heaven, you'll see the glory. Standing, Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Read verse, 50, read verse 56. It says, and he said, behold, I see what? Uh-huh. Can you see now? Singular and plural. I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in heaven. If the heavens are not open, you cannot see into heaven. If the heavens are not open, you cannot hear from heaven. Are you listening? So you have the heavens, and then you have heaven. Now, when you do a careful study of the New Testament and the Old Testament, you'll discover that there are three heavens, not seven heavens. Have you heard, the, have you heard that before? Do you know where that comes from? That's an Islamic term. The seventh heaven is an Islamic term. It's not a biblical term. We do not have seven heavens. There are only three heavens. How many heavens? Three. Number one, you have the atmospheric heaven. You hear what I said? 
Number one, we have what? The atmospheric heaven. Now, what do I mean? The air, the planets. Because before, traditionally, we used to say you had the atmosphere, the atmospheric heaven. And then you would have the uh, planets. They call it the heavens, right? And then you have heaven, heaven where God is. Well, we have to redefine that. We have, number one, the atmospheric, atmospheric heaven. Are you hearing me, saints? That includes the air, and that includes the planets. Secondly, well, we're going to jump from one to number three. Number three is heaven, heaven, where God is. That's where God's throne is. That's where Jesus was standing. It's a real place. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. One of these days, you're going to be there. One of these days, you and I are going to be walking down the streets. And the streets are not paved with black top. It's got gold on it. Hallelujah. And one of these days, you're going to be in heaven. And you're going to be in a mansion. Oh, say hallelujah. Where, where will you be living? I can't hear you. Where will you be living? Didn't Jesus said that will be done where? On earth. As it is what in heaven. So if you're living in heaven, in a mansion, why are you afraid to live in a mansion on the earth? I just want me in my little house and a little garden and my little dog. <laughs> little dog. I don't understand people with little dog. They have little chihuahua. That is not a dog. That is a cat pretending to be a dog. If you have a dog, you got to have a dog like mine. My dog is a German shepherd. He's a German pastor. That's why he's a shepherd. He's a pastor. And he protects his flock. Me, my wife, and my kids. Are you hearing me, saints? When he barks, your hair will stand up. Are you hearing me, saints? I just want me in my little house. Listen. You better get used to big. Because God is into big things. Come on, lift up your hand and say, My God is big. And He does big miracles. What kind of house will you be living in heaven? A little house? Mansion. Everybody say, Mansion. Say, Mansion. You can have a mansion on the earth. Say amen. Well, what am I going to do with a mansion? Whatever you want. Who's going to, like my wife would say, who's going to clean the mansion? Get a maid to clean the mansion. Say amen. amen. You can just stay in one room and then do whatever you want to do. Amen. Now listen. Listen to this now. Now, so you've got the first heaven, then you've got the third heaven. What is the second heaven? The second heaven is what the apostle Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this place, against wicked spirits, where? In heavenly places. That's the second middle heaven. Let me say it again now. You have the first heaven, 
the third heaven the second heaven is the middle heaven which is the realm of the spirit invisible to your eyes but this is where battles take place this is where you have the battle of the stars the battle of angels and demons and if it is when you can clear the heavens are you hearing me somebody that you begin to have access and victory on the earth can i hear an amen somebody amen. somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah now i want to show you a few things this morning look in your bible please glory to god forever thank you jesus say thank you jesus, thank you, jesus. and look at isaiah's heart cry this morning look at isaiah's heart cry this morning in Isaiah 64 and verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 64 verse 1 to 3. Do you have it? Look what it says here. Let's all read together please. Oh, that thou would do what? Rend the heavens and that you would come down that the mountains might flow down at your presence. All right, lift up your hands. Say, oh God, oh God. rend the heavens. What happened when the heavens is rented? When it's rented, it's rent and split. One Bible says, oh God, that you would tear the heavens. And that you would come down. And that your mountain might flow down at, the pre at your presence. Verse 2 and verse 3, please. What does it say in verse 2 and verse 3? He says, and then when the melting fire burneth, the fire that causeth the water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nation may tremble at your presence. Oh, when the heavens are open, your adversaries will tremble at the presence of God. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, oh God, rend the heavens over my life say oh god render heavens over king's word oh god render heavens over nigeria over lagos we need the presence of god your home needs the presence of god so you need the heavens to be open in order for you to access heaven can i hear amen somebody now, when we say rend the heavens, what do we mean by that? We're saying that there's got to be a shift in the spirit to have positive impact on your earthly domain. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I need a divine shift. Say it again, I need a divine shift. Now, there is a direct correlation with what is going on in the heavenlies and what is happening in the earth. There is direct impact with what is going on in the heavenlies and what is happening on your earth today. So now when the Bible tells you, open the heaven. Everybody say, open the heavens. Open the say it again. Open the say it again. Open the Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. I, need God I need God to open the heavens for me. Now, it's not talking about heaven, heaven where God is. That heaven is never close. Right? If it was close, how in the world would Stephen be able to see Jesus standing? It's open. Heaven is 
open. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say this with me. Say, say heaven, heaven. Where God is. It's open all the time. But the heavens in the middle may be shut. You see what I'm saying here? Now, now, let me show you a few scriptures here. I told you I'll take you on a little journey. So there's direct impact. Go with me to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. Verse 23. Look what the Bible says here. Everybody, let's put that verse on the screen and let's read together. Everybody read now. And? No, Deuteronomy 28, verse 23. 23. 23. Verse 23. Got it? All right, let's read together, please. And thy heaven that is over thy head. Stop, 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 stop. The heaven that is over your head. All right, so put your hand on your head. Say, there is a heaven, is a heaven. Over, my head. over my head. Well, I thought everybody's got a heaven over their head. Yeah, but you have a particular heaven over your head. And the heaven that is over your head shall be brass. So write this down. Brass heavens. And the earth that is under thee shall be iron. So... A brass heaven results in an iron earth. Did you hear what I said? A brass heaven results in an iron earth. All right, now let me show you. I want you to grasp, grasp this. Good things happen to you when the, heaven, the heavens are open. Bad things happen when the heavens are closed. Positive things happens, happen to you when the heavens are open. But negative things happen when the heavens are closed. When the heaven is brass, the earth manifests as iron. What does that mean? Well, let me show you one more. Moses unveiled to us the dire consequences of a closed heaven. Look in your Bible, please. Leviticus, the 26th chapter, verse 19 and verse 20. Leviticus, the 26th chapter, verse 19 and verse 20. If you have it, say amen. amen. All right, let's read together, please, very quickly. It says, and I will break, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 19 20. And I will break the pride of your power. That's a clue. That's what closes the heaven. Pride. I will break the pride of your power. And I will make your heaven as what? Iron. And your earth as brass. Now remember, there's a reversal now. So now we've got iron, heaven, brass, earth. Now, Now, look at the next verse. Verse 20. Look at this now. Look what happens here. Verse 20, and your strength shall be spent in vain. That's the result of a closed heaven. You're forever working, spending energy, but you don't see anything for it. Your strength shall be spent in vain. 
Your land shall not yield its produce. Can you put that for me in King James, please? In the King James. <clears throat> Look in your Bible, please. It says, Your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield her increase. Neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruits. Write this down. The consequences of a closed heaven. Look at this. Look at this. Your strength will be, number one, your strength will be spent in vain. Number two, your land will not yield its increase, meaning no harvest. Yeah. Number three, your trees in the land will not yield fruits. That simply means fruitlessness and barrenness. Number four, it says your earth will be iron. Iron is unbendable. Iron is hard. So if you're sitting here today, if you're sitting here today, and you feel that life is hard, ministry is hard, church is hard, business is hard, your career is hard, your life is hard, that is an indication of a closed heaven. If everything that you do is not yielding back to you, the minimum you should expect is 34. Yeah. But I'm shooting for the 104. Yeah. How many here you're shooting for the 104? Come on, say, I'm shooting for the 104. Hallelujah. Say, Hallelujah. Under a closed heaven, write this down, number five, your life will go in circle. You're forever moving, but never getting anywhere. That will never be your portion from today. Yeah. Let me say it again. That will never be your portion again. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. See, there are benefits in an open heaven. I'm going to show you how to open it in a minute. Are you hearing me, saints? This is a six-series message I'm trying to condense into one. In the Old Testament, you will see a, an example. Remember the woman... That put a, a, a nail in the head of Sisera. Remember that? The Bible says the heavens fought against Sisera. Hmm? Now when you read that in the Bible, you say, well, the heavens fought. The stars fought. When you read Remember, he had iron chariots that had blades that would cut people into pieces, right? And he, he had over 900 chariots. At that time, that was the weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. Are you hearing me, saints? But when God's people prayed, how did, how, how did his iron chariots fail? You know how? See, so you, you read it, you say that the stars fought against Sisera, right? When you read that in Josephus, it says God, 
when the people of God prayed, when the prophetic word was released by Deborah, right? God sent rain from heavens. And the mud began to descend from the mountains. And his chariots were caught and couldn't move. May anything in motion against your life May any blaze that the enemy has assigned to cut your life in pieces be stuck in the mud today. Yeah. Lift up your hands and say, I receive that. I receive that. God himself will fight for you. Yeah. You're not hearing me this morning. I said, God himself will fight for you. Yeah. Angels will fight on your behalf. Yeah. Lift up your hands and say, I receive that. But they cannot descend if they don't first ascend. The prerogative is with you. Now, now, let's quickly go to this. Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter. Come on, say, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift up your hand, say, I will fulfill my destiny. I can't hear you say, I will fulfill my destiny. Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter, glory to God. Hallelujah, verse 12 to verse 13. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12 and verse 13. Come on, lift up your hands and let that be your prophecy this morning. Let's all read together. The Lord. Who will? The Lord. Who's the one who's going to do it? The Lord. Not your president. No. Not my president. No. Not the economy. No. Not some politicians. But who will do it? The Lord. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure. Come on, make it personal. Say, the Lord will open to me. His what? His good treasure. The heaven to give the rain unto your land in your season. And to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend unto many nations and you will not borrow. Next verse says, the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You will be above only. Amen. And you shall never be beneath. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say, the Lord will open to me his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto my land in his season. Oh, this morning I want to prophesy on your life, heaven's treasure is now open to you. You, you will not lose your harvest. You will not lose your children. You will not lose your health. You will never be a beggar. Oh, from today you shall be the lender and not the borrower. Look at me. Only banks lend people money. Is that correct? And then those who are in the loaning business. So if God tells you you will be a lender and not a borrower, that means somebody here is about to own a bank. Oh, I wish your amen would be bigger than that. I said somebody here is about to own a bank. Lift up your hand and say, I receive that. Every bank is owned by somebody. So if it's owned by somebody, why can't it be you? Come on, say hallelujah. hallelujah. I prophesy on your life this morning. Under an open heaven, life will open up for you. Under an open heaven, new opportunities will open up for you. 
under an open heaven what others cannot do you will do under an open heaven your life will become easy your ministry will become easy your business will become easy your career will become easy under an open heaven the devil will become your victim and you will be the victor shout yes from today you will never be a victim of the devil Come on, lift up your hands and say, the heaven is open over my life and over my ministry. I said, let me give, give me five minutes, I'll close. I'm going to give you five keys. You go home and you study it for yourself. All right, number one, write this down. Number one. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Prayer is the key that will open the heavens. Come on, say, when I pray. Come on, say, when I pray, I will open up the heavens. Prayer will open doors for you. Prayer will open the heavens for you. And prayer will open up your womb. Hallelujah. Oh, uh, your amen is too weak this morning. I see doors opening before you. I see doors of favor being opened out to you. The Bible says when the church began to pray, an angel struck Peter and he walked by the first ward and the second ward and he came to the iron gate that leadeth to the city which opened of its own accord. Oh, the gates that were closed yesterday will now begin to be open for you today. Somebody say hallelujah. Where you didn't go, you couldn't go yesterday. From today, you will go in that place. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Every iron gate that has been closed in your face. From now on, they will be open of their own accord. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Open up your gates and be ye lifted up, you everlasting gates. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? He's the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord strong in battle. God's about to move in your place. He's about to move in your home. He's about to move in your bank account. He's about to move in your house. He's about to move in your children. Shout hallelujah. Come on, say, when I pray. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. You got to pray. Number two. Are you ready? I'll give you three. I'll just give you three. I got to close. I got to close. Number three. Number, number two. Not just prayer. You're going to learn to give sacrificial giving. Yes, sacrificial giving. Now, what do I mean by that? What does the Bible say? Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith Lord of hosts, if I will not open unto you the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So the onslaught against the tithe 
in Nigeria. Are you listening to me? Have you heard people say, well, tithing is under the law. I'm under grace. Have you heard people say that? So I don't tithe because I'm no longer under the law. If you know your Bible, you will know there was no such thing as tithe under the law. Under the law, they have to give 22%. Hello? 10% to God, 10% to the temple. Right? And then to the poor. So that's 22%. Did you hear what I just said to you? Look at me. Tithing? And then you have some other people that, well, tithing is pre-law. That's all nice and cute. But let me help you with this. Tithing is not, with, repeat, say tithing, tithing. is not, not a matter, a matter. of, law, of law, or law or grace. It's a matter of priesthood. Yeah. Tithing is a matter of priesthood. Abraham gave to his tithe to Melchizedek. Your problem is you're thinking that you're giving your tithe to the church. Huh? So when you think you're giving your tithe to the church, what's the church doing with it? Well, you don't have any reward because you gave it to the church. You should give it to your Melchizedek. Are you listening to me, somebody? The reason why Satan has raised an onslaught against the tithe is to keep people poor. Now, I don't have time to decipher this. But don't listen to foolish people. Jesus, say Jesus. Jesus. Come on, say Jesus. Jesus. He's a priest. Say it again. He's a priest. Forever. Forever. After. After. What? The order of Melchizedek. Did Abraham give his tithe to Melchizedek? Is Jesus our heavenly Melchizedek? Are you the children of Abraham? If your father gave Melchizedek his tithe. And we ought to walk in the steps of our father. If my father was a tither, look at me. The only reason why he is a kinyami, and you are a kinyami, is because your father' name is a kinyami. I can never be an a kinyami. Starts with the same letter A, but his is a kin. Mine is a re. Areki, Akin. <laughs> the reason why I'm Areki is because I come from Areki. He comes from Akin. If my father is a tither and I'm a true son of Abraham, therefore I am a tither. And I give my tithe to Jesus. Therefore, when you give your tithe to Jesus, you will never argue. Why are they doing my money? It ain't none of your business. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. So sacrificial giving. Your tithe is your sacrificial giving. He brought the blood 
the bread and the wine, which is the body and the blood. We bring our tithe. Sacrifice with sacrifice. That's your covenant connection. You hear what I'm saying? Number three. Open heaven, obedience. To obey is better than sacrifice. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Amen. Now my time is up. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wish I had more time to give you all this stuff. Hallelujah. That's right. Come for Excel. Or wait for the book that comes out. In December, it's called the Gospel According to Abraham. We will refute it step after step after step. I don't tithe under the law. You can never achieve any success with the law. I tithe because he's my heavenly Melchizedek. And when you say that the tithe is not for us today... You have just negated the priesthood of Jesus. And who do we think we are to negate the heavenly priesthood of Jesus? If he's not your priest, he's not your savior. He's our prophet. He's our priest. He's our king. Melchizedek gave his tithe. Abraham gave his tithe to Melchizedek, who was his priest and was the king of righteousness, king of Jerusalem, king of Salem. You know why I give my tithe? Because he's my priest. You know why I give my tithe? He's my king. You don't ever go before a king and don't bring a gift. Right? He's my priest. He's my king. And Abraham said, I have lifted up my hand to the most high God. When I give my tithe, it's because I am acknowledging that he is the most high God. People wonder why things are hard on the earth. The heavens. The heavens. Lift up that hand right now. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop. Of Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at Kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.